0: Are you speaking at a business event soon? Might be in-house, might be an industry conference, could be something local, could be just a networking thing. You've got a chance to be a speaker. Well, I went to an event last week and I watched several presenters in action, from 10-minute breakfast speakers to 30-minute keynote speakers, and I'm going to share with you the best and worst bits of what I observed, so you can make sure when it's your turn, you really smash it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 277 of the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. And in this episode, I'm sharing with you my observations for your key speaking opportunity, whether that's at a breakfast event or a main business event or a combination of the two. Because, you know, it's not easy to actually get a speaking slot. Um, You have to be invited or more often than not in these days with business events, you have to be a sponsor. And then you kind of get a speaking slot as part of your deal. So the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you mustn't waste it. And one of the ways of, of of not wasting that opportunity is, well, frankly, to invest 45 minutes going over on a Zoom, your call, your presentation with me. So I'll be your sounding board. But unlike your friends and colleagues, I won't tell you it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to help ensure that you actually, joking apart, deliver it to the next level. And be the standout presenter. And we don't need to make major changes, I'm sure, for that to happen. Because when I do this with people on their key presentation, usually there are three things that we, we tweak. We tweak the way people start. We tweak the flow of the content and what you've got on your slides. And you, it's amazing what the small tweaks, what a difference that can make to the way you deliver your presentation and the way that it therefore becomes engaging for your audience and the response that they make to it. Now it's very clear to me that those people I witnessed last week at this event, both the breakfast speakers and the keynote speakers had not invested in 45 minutes working not I don't mean with me necessarily, but with anybody. Um, they might have gone through it with their colleagues or something like that. but you know it really annoys me <laughs> and frustrates me that people uh, get a speaking slot and you know presentation slot and then they just don't seem to want to make the most of it for some reason. So that's what I'm here today to talk to you about and share with you those ideas that I picked up at this event and therefore to make sure that when you get the opportunity to speak at an event, you know, you might have invested a lot of money being an event sponsor to get that speaking slot. So don't, don't waste it. Now, if you want to book one of those 45-minute slots or find out more about them, then simply go to my website, trevorjlee.com, and you can find a, a booking link on there. The best thing to do, actually to get you going is to book a 15-minute slot with me to start with. Um, And they're all over the website, those. And then we can just check, see whether you need me. And and then I can get a feel also for the sort of thing you think you might need. And then I've got some preparation in the bank. And then you can pick up the 45-minute slot and away we go. Links to all of this are in the show notes. Right, so to that event then, let me share with you some thoughts and ideas. You know, this is a kind of coaching session for you anyway. So we start off with a networking breakfast. Great, you know, and then there's three 10-minute slots from the sponsors. Now, I timed them, as you might expect, because, <laughs> you know, when you're a presentation coach, that's one of the things you do, because, you know, if you've got 10 minutes, actually, that means you've got 10 minutes, and it's 10 minutes maximum. It's not 10 minutes uh, as a guide or, a you know, a loose thing. It's listed on the program. Interestingly, on the agenda, and I hate the word agenda for conferences, but that's what they called it at this particular event, They had the 10-minute speakers listed exactly 10 minutes apart, so no buffer time whatsoever. And, of course, that came back to bite them because two of the three speakers ran over quite a bit. One actually was quite well under and almost saved the day for them, really. But had that first speaker, you know, used their full 10 minutes, then the whole thing would have been running over time. And it was one of those uh, events where, you know, the business breakfast was due to finish at 9.30. There was a half-an-hour break. And then people would come to the conference part at 10 o'clock. But because the breakfast overran because of the speakers, then there were people drifting into the conference, you know. So anyway, there we go. Let's not worry too much about that. But so they spoke for five minutes, 14 minutes and 13 minutes. So actually none of them nowhere near 10 minutes. The nearest was only 30 percent out at 13 minutes. So uh, let me share some bits with you. So if you've got a 10-minute thing, what can you learn from these three speakers? I'm just going to describe them to you in a way that hopefully you will benefit from when it's your turn to do a 10-minute speaking slot. So the first person did five minutes. They had no slides. They had big notes. Now, to put this in context, there was about 150, 170 people in the audience It was at a place where it's really well geared up for this sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of places aren't geared up for great presentations. They've got small screens. The audio is not very good. This was the, you know, the perfect scenario. Big, big screen, great audio, you know, it was all set up. And this person who was from, you know, had a big job in a well-known company in the area. And clearly, in my view, they just hadn't done any preparation or they'd done very little. And they needed to use slides, because they were making some points. And of course, you know one of the great things about a slide is that I always say, if you've heard me say it before, is that a slide should be a prompt for your audience, not a script for yourself. And we'll come on to the script bit later on, because a lot of people did use it as a script. But in this particular case, with no slides, there were no prompts. And it would have just been useful just to have the occasional slide with maybe one or two words on it. So the audience could keep up with the person. And now, This lady, she'd only got five minutes, but she was reading basically everything that she said from big notes. So, you know, it didn't really reflect well on her business, I didn't think, which is a well-known business. And it didn't really set the tone uh, for a dynamic call to action. Because this event was billed as, you know, where, you know, it's going to change, you know, help people make change, inspire action. It was was very much an environmental sustainability type business event. And there were some people who knew what they were talking about, but they just didn't talk about it very well. We'll, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, but, you know, everybody, you know, there was no dynamic call to action at all. Amongst all the 10-minute speakers, they all said, oh, thanks very much, when they got to the last point, and, um, and then that was it. Or they might have said, get in touch. But it's not a dynamic call to action. So I think the first person, five-minute speaker, wasted the opportunity by taking only five minutes when they could have had 10 and secondly, clearly not being very well prepared because they had no slides and they just had a handful of big notes. So it felt like the person had written something out the night before, you know. So I, I think if I'd have been a member of that organisation, I'd have been very disappointed with the you know the way that they used that investment. Right. Second speaker was from a bank, a well-known bank here in the UK, and um, this was quite bizarre because the person who was uh, hosting the event introduced the speaker. Uh, whose name was on the, you know, the little, the little handout we all had. And then someone else appeared. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, no, nobody had any idea who this person was. And they spoke for t- two minutes. I timed them two minutes. And they did a kind of their own intro, really. And, and we all had to work out that this, pers- this person didn't say who they were. We had to work out who they were and what they were doing there. And, and we kind of all assumed that they were some sort of colleague Maybe a senior colleague of this person, and decided they wanted their two minutes in the in the in the fame. Okay, so um, a it took two minutes of the presentation out, and uh, you know the whole thing then became fourteen minutes. So had they not had the two, the uh, the main guy would have had gone through in twelve, which wouldn't have been too bad. But their point was they were talking about an app that their their bank had developed that was available to anybody. And would help you measure certain things with the way you were doing your sustainability. But boy, oh boy, how dull was the presentation! And it was dull because the speaker he explained that he normally does this live, a live demo. Oh, for goodness' sake! You know, live demos as presentations are usually dreadful because they, you know, no one can follow them, and then the technology often doesn't work. And oh dear, oh me! So you know, don't you know? That was a, that was a. He told me this afterwards because I approached him and said. Why did you use screenshots? Because that's what he did. He used screenshots. And even though it was a massive screen, the detail on the screenshot was, you know, horrendously detailed. <laughs> you couldn't see this, you know, what was written on the screenshot, even though it was a massive screen. So it just didn't work. And again, you know, you think this is a national organisation, a national bank here in the UK. And it was a dreadful presentation. You know, how on earth does that happen in an organisation so big? So, um I feel like I should write to them and say, you know, what a, you know, come on, sort yourselves out, do better presentations for goodness' sake. Anyway, um, th- this went on and on and on, and um, and and you know, the audience were clearly no idea where this guy was in terms of. I mean, I'm sure his app is great, but the way he presented it was dreadful. So uh, I doubt anybody took it up. Oh, and he also did a joke at the beginning, or was it his colleague? No, I think his colleague, his colleague. That's it. I know now. His colleague did the joke about a test and he said, oh, um, I've got to uh, just check there's anybody here called Michael because I'm doing a mic test. Ah, okay. So, yeah, okay. we'll give him a little... (laughs) I'd not heard that before, actually, so i made a note of that. But A, it wasn't needed. And B, who was this guy? And was that the reason he did his two minutes? Because he wanted to get his Michael joke in. (laughs) And he pulled rank on his colleague to make it happen. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, there we go. So that was all... That wasn't great, I didn't think. Um... And then the third person who spoke um, was actually the best one. They had a really interesting story to tell. Something going on in the area which everyone was interested in. You know, it's a big opportunity. It's an in, you know an industry changing thing really for what what they were talking about. Um, but uh, the guy who did it, he ran over by three minutes, and he, you know, he just he had too much content. He had a great story, but he had too much content for his ten minutes. And that, that reminds me, you know, let me just bang on this drum as well. If you've got 10 minutes, when you practice these presentations, you've got to be able to deliver them in practice at normal speed, normal presentation speed in eight, eight and a half minutes maximum. If you can do that, there's a very good chance you won't overrun on the day. If you don't do that, there's a very good chance you will overrun on the day. So there we go. There's a few highlights from those 10-minute slots. I mean, if you get that chance... Please, please don't waste it. You know, take the time to practice and prepare. Well, prepare first and then practice. Just to make sure it works, it's right for your audience, it works for you, if and it doesn't run over on time. And you finish with that call to action. You know, what is it you want your audience to do next? You know, other than maybe give you a polite ripple of applause even though they've no idea what you've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. Right, so what about the keynotes then? When, when the actual conference started... I'm not going to go through each keynote, but what I have got is kind of four four key things that were common amongst each keynote, which I think could have been better. And these are four things. If you've got a keynote, you know, a 20, 30-minute slot at one of your conferences or events coming up, then, you know, think about these. Number one, and it's, you know, it just pops up all the time, doesn't it? You know, slides, too much content, you know, whatever you do with your presentation. If you can you know, reduce the content on your slides, it will make a huge difference to your audience. And this is where, you know, it was clear that on some of the days, you know, presentations have been put together by marketing department people. And, you know, I like marketing department people, I've got a lot of respect for marketeers, but they do not know most of the time how to create a presentation. They think it's all jazzy and wonderful and wordy. All right, it's not. It's a prompt for your audience. It's not a script for anybody. And that's what was happening Um, With these presenters, because they're not professional presenters, you know, they've been hauled up for 30 minutes somehow, you know, sponsor maybe or I don't know what they're not professional speakers. And therefore, inevitably, what was going on was that they were looking more at the slides on the big screen than the audience. So the angle of their body position, this is hard to describe on a podcast. But if you imagine, if you imagine you're looking, you know, you're looking, you're you're facing me. Imagine I'm in the room with you now. If you are listening to this in a room or in your car, I'm right in front of you. Okay, so I'm right, right in front of you, so we're looking at each other directly, full on. Now, imagine what would happen if you then turn, or I turn. Imagine me now turning 90 degrees. So you're now looking mainly at my right shoulder or my left shoulder, depending on which way I've turned. And then I'm still speaking to you. I'm still delivering this podcast, but I'm doing it kind of sideways on. And that is the same as what was happening with these speakers. They were delivering this sideways on. It meant that they could look at the screen and then occasionally they would remember they're sideways on and turn to the audience, and then they would go back again. And it's a very simple thing, but it's, it's really, and it shows they just, you know, they don't know how to present in terms of using their body position. No one's told them how to do this. So they're just kind of going with the natural flow, which is to look at the screen, and then you start reading from it. So that's number one. Number two is be very careful that you don't start talking. If you, if you insist on using words on your slides, the danger is that you start using different words. And then the the people in the audience, their brain has got to decide one of two things. Do I read the words on the slide? Because you've put them there for me to read, presumably. Or do I listen to the words you're speaking, which are different? And then if you, you know, that's why audiences then don't take away your key points. Because they're not sure which to do. They end up doing a combination of the both and they miss the whole thing altogether. So just think that through. It's an obvious thing. But again, if you're an amateur presenter, you don't present very often. You don't even think about that. <laughs> it's one of the things, if you do a 45 minute session with me, I will bang that drum very hard at you and say, okay, let's get these words off these slides. Are you gonna be speaking any words? Yes, I am. Well get them off the slide then. You know. If you want the if you want the slides to do all the talking and you just press the clicker, great, but that's not the way to present. Okay. Right. Number three and, and you know, and and an extension of that then is, is number three, is this body position and eye contact? And the eye contact thing is important. You know? uh, when you're delivering in person particularly, you've got, even if you've got a big audience like there was at this event, you've got to have that eye contact. And therefore, if you've got your body position wrong, it's hard to have the eye contact. And if you've got words on the slide that you're looking at, you're looking your eye contact's with the screen, it's not with your audience. And that's what your audience want. You've got to remember, they're looking and thinking about you. Your slides are not the most important bit of the presentation you are. That's what you've got to think. Because one of the things I say to you know, presenters is walk across the screen. Stand in front of the screen when you're making a key point so that you're blocking out the screen largely. And the audience is then focusing on you and not the screen. And this is a big, big thing. And, and really good presenters, they know how to do this. And that's what makes the difference. And if you do this when you're presenting, it will make such a difference. You'll stand out from everybody else, particularly if you're doing it at a conference or an in-house event or whatever it might be. Right, the fourth thing and the final thing, that, and I've mentioned this already with the breakfast speakers, is give me something to do. Tell me what you want me to do at the end of your presentation. And in this case, you know, the obvious thing to do was, right, here's three things that your business could do that you need to drive this change to create this momentum because that was the kind of theme of the event. But no one did it. So no one, no one said, right, do this. They all just kind of finished. So think about that. Give yourself enough time for that call to action summary. And don't have more than three things at the end. You might only have one thing. You know, if there's one thing I want you to do after you leave this event today and you go back to your business, this is it. And nobody did that whatsoever. So we were having to make think, well, okay, uh, what was the message there? What, 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 what am I supposed to do now? You know, and the message could be great, but over 30 minutes, it gets a bit diluted. So I need to be brought back right at the end to say, right, this is the most important thing I've told you in the last 30 minutes, and this is what you should be doing about it. So there you go. So, you know, the good messages, they get lost in the delivery. Now, if you're an event organiser, and some of you might listen to this, might well be event organisers. What can you learn from what I experienced? Well, number one is go to other events and learn for yourself is a good one. Okay, that's a good start. But the three things I've written down here is number one is buffers in between your speakers don't back them up. So if you've given them 30 minutes, you've got to have 35, 36, 37 minutes even between them. Think about your audience as well. In this particular event, there was no break between once the whole thing started right through to lunch. That was two and a half hours. It's too long to sit there, OK, and listen to the same people, you know, over on time. So you've got to build in a five minute break there somewhere just to get people to stretch their legs and get out and make it more interesting, for goodness sake. Um If you've got people speaking at your event who are speaking because it's part of the sponsorship deal or something like that, get them a coaching session or two sessions or whatever it is, either collectively or individually, and force them to do it. Say, right, part of the deal is you've got to undertake this coaching session for 45 minutes because I want you to deliver really well. Because don't forget, you know, the speakers, ultimately, you're trusting them because if they're not very good, that's not a great reflection on your event. And this event could have been so much better because the speakers weren't as good as they could have been. You know, they could have been the same people, but they just needed some coaching to make them better, and then it reflects better on the on the whole event itself. And, and event organisers tend to forget that. And, you know, don't tell that someone who's, you know, don't try and, you know, mock it up and say, that was a brilliant presentation, when it clearly wasn't, okay, because your audience will see through that as well. So get that. And then, you know, as I've mentioned several times, is make sure you say to, you know, if you've got a theme for your for your event and this one was change and inspire momentum then ask each presenter to finish with something that people can take away to make that happen make that change that in you know that momentum happen All right. okay so a bit of, bit of a bit of a you know tasty session today ladies and gentlemen because if you are going to deliver that presentation session you know make sure you do it really really well so if you want, if you think you want some help, just go to my website, trevorjlee.com. Click under presentations and uh, you'll find all the things I can help you with. And I'll be delighted to do that. And as I say, on the website, there's all these free 15-minute slot buttons all over the place. Just book one of those. We can have a chat and I can find out what you want. And if you want a 45-minute session, that's fine. You, don't, you can just book one. That's all you might need. You don't have to book 10 or commit yourself to working with me for a year or whatever it might be. You just come and go as you please. And it'll be worth it. It's not going to cost you a fortune to book a 45-minute session. I think it's £87. Well, no, it's £87 plus VAT in UK currency. So, you know, wow, that's got to be worth doing, isn't it? To make sure that you deliver a fantastic presentation that really stands you out from everybody else. So there we go. So if you've got that event presentation coming up, then make the most of it. So if you like this podcast, then please do share it, comment on it on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, whatever you want to do. Oh, and if you fancy being a podcast guest, then get in touch. Podcast at Trevor J Lee. Sorry, no wrong address. Podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. Podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And you might not be, you might never been on a podcast before. But I'll, you know, if I think there's something we could do, if you, you know, if you feel like the right person for this, for this, then I can talk you through it and we'll get a plan together. I've got lots of guests lined up for the rest of this calendar year. I've been busy going through all the applications for guests. There's been a lot of them, so I've picked what I think are the best ones and they'll be coming your way very shortly. So thanks for listening. See you next time.